Warning, this podcast contains strong language, mentions of disordered eating, mental health and other bits and bobs. If diet culture has your brainwash, clap your hands. If you've suffered from weight stigma, clap your hands. If you're sick of weight loss tales and looking down upon the scales, if diet culture has your brainwash, clap your hands. Hello, wonderful people. Um, just a follow-on from the last podcast. No, I haven't had any messages from Anna Richardson, nor has she listened to the podcast. Bloody outrageous. Why not? Why haven't the 50 people that have listened to it shared it with her? I mean, come on now. Another little update before we get going with this podcast. Um, I have killed all seven of my houseplants. They were fine. Like, they were literally fine. And then I bought this new one that I named Petunia, and she has fucked up the whole little harmony they've got going on here. And honestly, I don't know what to do. So that's going to be playing on my mind all week. Now, in this episode, we are going to be looking at something that a lot of you will know what it is, but also a lot of you won't know what it is. Um, So a bit of education for you. We're going to be looking at internalised fat phobia. But Sydney, what is internalised fat phobia? I hear you ask in a whimsical, dreamy voice. Don't worry, young chickens, I am here to tell you. Now, um, I've got a lovely definition here from dancewithfat.org. Um, my sources are on fire. So, internalised fat phobia is a form of internalised oppression, which is basically when oppressed people buy into the message of their oppressors. In terms of fat phobia, it happens when fat people don't believe that they deserve the same things or the same treatment that thin people get. Uh, Before we look at internalised fat phobia, fat phobia is, in essence, you know, these, these thoughts that we have based on fat people, you know, and how you know, we've been conditioned to think, for example, someone may be walking down the street and you may think, oh, I don't like what they're wearing. Oh, they can't pull that off. Oh, they shouldn't be wearing that. Just, you know, take a second to think, why shouldn't they be wearing that? Is it is it because there's a sign on it that says this person should not wear this? Or is it because you've only seen people of an appropriate size, what you deem appropriate? Um, and that's all you've seen. So, you know, that that's all that they should be wearing. And anyone over a size 16 should just wear a potato sack. Disclaimer, if you are over a size 16, please do not wear a potato sack. Two very easy examples of internalised fat phobia. Number one, going on a plane and somebody buying two plane tickets because, you know, they don't want someone to have to sit next to them and be uncomfortable. And then, you know, the oppressors, the people who are a straight size go, oh, you know, they may be fat, but at least they've got the uh, decency to loathe themselves. Now, that is obviously bollocks and shouldn't happen. But it does. Because do you know why that happens? You have people on planes all the time sitting next to people who are a bit too big for the seats. Because guess what? The seats are fucking tiny. And they'll film it or they'll, you know, they'll 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 take pictures and they'll go, can you believe I have to sit next to this? If you are one of these people, categorically, I will say this now, fuck you. Example number two. You go into a clothes shop and you look at these lovely clothes and you go, oh, I'm going to try this on. You go into the changing rooms, you look at it and you go, oh, I I couldn't possibly pull this off. I've got bits that are showing that shouldn't show. I look awful in this. Blah, 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 blah. You know? You can wear where the fuck you want. Fuck fuck people. Fuck these people. This is a very articulate point. My point is, fuck you people. Where we want. The reason we are talking about internalised fat phobia in this episode is because I had a um, lovely friend from uni um, who is really lovely and she approached me on my Instagram and said, hi, can you help me with these things? And I said, yes, 
I would love to. I am not an expert, though, so please, you know, just, just take it and then do what you will with it. But yes, um, she basically said to me, what do you do if a friend is trying to lose weight or wants to lose weight? Do you encourage them? What does that mean? Do, do you tell them that they should lose weight? Do you tell them it's a good idea? Do you do you cheer them on when they've lost weight, when they physically lost weight, when they tell you they've lost weight? This can be a big old rabbit hole. Because on the one hand, you really want to support your friend, you know? They, they've come to you and they're going, I'm going to lose weight. And you're like, yeah, you go. You do this. I believe in you. You can do anything you put your mind to. But then you stop and you think, why do they want to lose weight? Is it because they're unhappy with how they look? Is it because they've been made to feel uncomfortable the way they are? Is it because they need to do it for health reasons? I say health like that because we'll get onto that. The main thing you should be looking at when talking to someone about their weight loss is, am I happy they're losing weight? Do you want them to lose weight? Why Why do you want them to lose weight? Is it because, you know, deep down you want a friend who looks more like you? Or you have a friend and you want them to be accepted in society? Because honestly, you may think that you are doing good by cheering them on and saying that they can do it and being there for them. But really, are you just, you know, putting your internalised fat phobia onto this person? You know, are you thinking, oh, yeah, you'd look a lot better if you were smaller because then you'd fit into the um, the idea of what looks right. Now, I said, you know, a lot of people want to encourage their friends to lose weight because, you know, they care about their health. You know, they may be on the heavier side and they, they really care about their friend. And, you know, they don't want them to get sick from, you know, weight related issues. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that excessive extra weight won't harm you. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is a lot of the time you cannot tell if somebody is healthy by the way they look. Somebody could literally be 32 stone and they they could be fine. No, they're, they're probably not. They probably do have underlying health issues, but it is not your place to tell them that they're unhealthy because of their weight. It's kind of only a doctor's job. And even then, doctors can be wankers, you know. I remember when I was 22 stone and I went to the doctor's with a skin rash. May I just add a skin rash on my hand? And they said to me, have you tried losing weight? I had ringworm. That wasn't because I was fat. I just had ringworm. Come on. Of course, it, it absolutely goes the other way as well. Just because somebody is, you know, tall and lean doesn't mean that they're healthy. Their insides could be a bloody mess, you know? Like, if somebody has a high metabolism and they're just eating a load of shit, doesn't mean their insides are healthy, but you're going to praise them because they look like they should, you know? Not how it works, I'm afraid. At 22 stone... I had perfect blood pressure, perfect oxygen levels, no high cholesterol, nothing of the sorts like that. I did, however, have a slightly fatty liver. But guess what? A lot of people do have a slightly fatty liver because all we eat is sugar and fat because sugar and fat is great. Basically, basically, what I'm saying is the idea of worrying about somebody's health when they're losing weight is completely arbitrary and inaccurate because, like I said, you could be a size six and have high cholesterol if all you're eating is shit. So let's stop doing that, shall we? Let's all stop pretending that we actually care about someone's health when really all we care about is somebody looking a certain way to appease you. A lot of the time when somebody wants to lose weight, they just want to lose weight because they want to look like, you know, the magazines and the people on TV. And we've heard it all before. Of course, these people are photoshopped and made to look their best. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's 2020. We need to stop trying to look like this perfect woman. Women? 
woman who can't speak properly. We need to stop trying to look like this perfect woman to, you know, um, make men happy and to follow this idea that the only reason a woman should look a certain way is to, you know, conform to what a man thinks is beautiful. It's complete bollocks. Not to mention that there is this bloody stupid thought process that fat women are either disgusting or a fetish, like there's no in-between. Just imagine for a second, all you very straight-sized people out there, um, imagine your body being fetishised for its size. Now, I know you're probably thinking, ah, but that's not a thing. It is a thing, you know. Fat women are either told that they are absolutely vile by men, or men only want them because they're chubby chasers and, you know, it's their thing. I think it's also important to um, think about what fat people do actually go go through on a daily basis. As somebody who has been fat um, for a, a lot of their life, it's, you know, you do things that other people don't have to do, you know. Like, there's the classic example of going out to eat with a friend. Like, I, my best friend, she is, you know, she's a straight size. She could go out and order um, a burger and chips and, you know, people would go, oh, she won't be able to finish that. Or, oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, you eat all that, girl. If I were to order the same thing, people would look at me and be like, what a fat bitch. She can't eat that. She shouldn't be eating that. She should be eating a salad, uh, you know. But then, you know, you've got the other side of that. You know, you'll order something that's deemed healthy and people will look at you and go, well, what's the point? You're fat anyway. Like, there's no in-between. And you may be thinking, oh, that's silly. Nobody thinks that. If you're thinking that, then, okay, that's nice. But it does happen. You know, I've literally had people say to me, why are you eating that? Should you be eating that? Like, it's it's crazy how people think they can dictate what you eat. Another thing that um, fat people tend to do is um, make themselves as small as possible, you know. Um, not sitting comfortably on a chair or not sitting comfortably on public transport because, you know, they want to make themselves as small as possible, even though they are not in the way. They are never in the way. They still make a point of squishing themselves against a wall or making themselves uncomfortable so that thin people, you know, can exist comfortably and not, you know, be hard and hard done by by people who are overweight. There seems to be a very um, popular opinion that people don't like fat people, people who are overweight, because they do it to themselves. You know, we are in control of our food. I would like to say that that is complete and utter bollocks. If you were brought up poor or if you were brought up, you know, not with not a lot of food, you eat what you get. You eat what you are given, you know. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how nutritious it may or may not be. You fucking eat it. You got a pound bag of crisps. You got this. You got that. They were cheap snacks. We eat them because it's all we can afford. People that say people do it to themselves are also the people that tend to have not really had any emotional connection to food. You know, they just see it as a source of energy, which is fine. You know, for a lot of people, food is energy. But for a lot of people, food is comfort. Food is happiness. Food is a way to bond with other people. You know, we also need to remember that for a lot of people, the way that we are built and the way that we hold weight and the way that, that we look is, you know, genetic. I, for example, have incredibly <laughs> broad shoulders. Um, you know, I, I've i been 10, 11 stone in the past. Would not recommend for my height. Um, you know, but I still looked incredibly broad because that is my bone structure. You know, I'll never have a thigh gap because that is the way my hips are. You know, you can't, you can't expect someone's body to do something if it's not programmed to be that way. You know, um, there are a lot of dietitians out there that will tell you, unfortunately, 
if your body is not destined to be a certain weight, it will not be a certain weight. You can try and lose all the weight in the world, but if you're struggling to get to that certain weight, I don't think your body wants to. I personally don't exercise per se. I, you know, I go for long walks. I, I tidy the house, blah, blah, blah. I'm five for eight. I used to be 22 stone. I'm now 13 stone. My body will not go any lower than that. Do I want it to go any lower than that? Not particularly. You know, it's just, it. that's how my body is built and that is where my body is comfortable. Other people, you know, they could be 13 stone, but their body could be comfortable at 10. You know, it's all down to, to genetics and how we are built. So let's not forget about the people who have health conditions. The most, you know, well-known one being an underactive thyroid. Imagine, you know, existing, knowing that you can't be any smaller and being told by other people that you should be. It's absolute bollocks. I mean, don't get me wrong, you do not need to have a health condition to be unapologetically you and be the size that you want to be. But, you know, let's just keep that in mind for the people that cannot help it. All of the people that are in recovery from eating disorders, whether that be anorexia, bulimia, a binge eating disorder, very important. Again, we need to stop looking at people with eating disorders as the thin people who look frail. You know, that is not how it works. You do not have to be underweight to be suffering from an eating disorder. I also think it's very, very shameful of us and our health service and uh, mental health teams to not take people seriously with an eating disorder if they are overweight. I think that is categorically bullshit. You know, if someone has an issue with food, they have an issue with food. You should take your preconceptions and yeet them into the bin when they walk in because they need your fucking help. If they want your help, you give it to them. Giving me this fucking size is bullshit. I ain't got time. Uh, I think this is also a good time to mention that um, I went with my mother uh, last week for an x-ray on her hip because she needs a new hip. Bear that in mind. Uh, we went to the local community hospital for an x-ray and as she walked in, the first thing the radiographer said to her was, how much do you weigh? Now, yes, my mother is a big lady. She's not 150 kilos big. Um, also, you shouldn't look at someone and go, yeah, I think they're too fat for this. I'm going to weigh them. Thirdly, haven't numbered these, but thirdly, those beds do not break if you just sit on them. I, I just I really want to point that out. Also, my mother has had many an x-ray in this hospital with the same woman. And I think that is bollocks. I, I really think we need to stop normalising people being shamed for their weight before they even get treatment, etc., etc. And her excuse was, oh, well, you know, I don't want you to sit on the bed and break it. Not, I don't want you to break the bed and hurt yourself, but I don't want you to sit on the bed and break it. Also, again, my mother has been on this bed many a time with the same woman. I just think that, um, you know, medical fat phobia is, is a big thing that yeah, people are allowed to get away with a lot because of this, um, this feigned excuse of health. You know, um, I, I, I go to a doctor's surgery that has like, you know, five different doctors that see you um, and I won't name my doctor or the name of the doctor, but she would never, ever help me. She would always say, if you lost weight, your problems, you know, you wouldn't have as many problems. I then went and lost nearly seven stone and I went to see her for, I, I don't know what, I think I was constipated, okay? I needed a shit and I didn't know. And I went there and she was like, oh my gosh, you look so amazing. Oh, you're so thin now. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and she said to me, yes, of course, I'll examine you, blah, blah, blah. If I had gone in with the same problem 18 months previously, she would have said, you're fat, lose weight, that, that's that's the end of your problems. 
This same doctor also said to me, wow, you've done so well with Slimming World. Remember that Slimming World is a dangerous cult that we do not join. Say it with me. We do not join Slimming World. Um, she said to me, oh, you've done so well with Slimming World. It's a shame that the uh, rest of your family won't do it. Um, I'm sorry, what, bitch? You said what? Not only is that fucking unprofessional, but, you know, why are you telling me? I'm not passing on that stupid message that doesn't need to be passed on. All of my family are quite, apart from me, all of all of my immediate family are quite big, you know, and that's absolutely fine because that is the way that we are built. We're all quite broad little chickens and that's fine. Also, my dad was six foot five once. He's not six foot five anymore. He has shrunk like seven inches. I am getting incredibly ahead of myself. My point is, fuck are you doctors? No, my point is, <laughs> my point is we should not be allowing medical professionals to not treat us or, you know, not examine us just because of our weight because a lot of health issues could be stopped then and there if they just took us seriously as seriously as they would uh, someone who is deemed an appropriate size now i'm no angel you know i started my journey to a new me as a weight loss journey you know i thought that the only way that i would be accepted in society and the only way that i would be seen as somebody with value is if i was smaller and now that i am smaller I've learned very quickly that it makes jack all difference. The only differences you really see is you can walk into a clothes shop and buy something that fits without struggling, and you can order a burger without somebody calling you a fat cunt. The size of your body does not correlate with your worth. The BMI chart was literally invented by a mathematician, not a doctor. BMI is bullshit. Bullshit measure indicator. I'm hilarious. But yeah, it's absolutely bullshit. It doesn't actually, you know, equate to different people. It, it, it's a very white European measurement of the body. Hate to break it to you, but, you know, there isn't just one standard of, of the ideal body, of like what health should be. Different countries, different races have different norms. So my journey started with, you know, weight loss is this, blah, 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 blah. And it has ended with, yes, I've lost weight, but I'm no happier you know that weight loss goal that you've got will not make you happier it really won't sorry to you know end on a bit of a downer but it's all up here it's all up in your mind you know i lost seven stone and i still look in the mirror and i'm not happy with what i see and that's you know years of people telling me i'm not good enough etc etc but i am here to tell you that regardless of your size your weight whatever you are so fucking worthy of anything and everything, you know? And if you're one of those people that, you know, wants to have a fucking burger when they're out, have the fucking burger. It'll taste great. Okay? My only advice is, you know, from a health perspective, is don't just eat donuts. I've heard it's bad for you, okay? I've tried it and it's not great. You do feel a bit sick. But if you want to, go ahead. I cannot stop you. Now, if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Um, it was a bit of a bit of a sad one, but that's okay. You know, not everything is happy because that is not real life. Now, next week, I am going to be looking at intuitive eating um, and binge eating in general because there's a lot to unpack there. Yes, there is. There's always a lot to unpack if you are willing to take the clothes out of the suitcase. Tist. 
If you haven't already, please go over to Instagram and follow me on at kindness over clothes size. It is in my banner above. It's everywhere on the SoundCloud. And have a lovely rest of the week, my little chickens. If diet culture has your brainwash, clap your hands. If you've suffered from weight stigma, clap your hands. If you're sick of weight loss tales and looking down upon the scales. If diet culture has your brainwash, clap your hands. Secret end of podcast message. You are wonderful.